It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. Happy first Sunday in Lent. We had a great fish fry the other night. I was thinking about that. We had, you know, in the gospel, we got the smoke and mirrors of the devil. You know, the, but the fish fry came to mind because in the middle of this awesome fish fry, I started talking to Mr. Bernie Van Boeven, and uh, he was saying that things were going along. One of the new friars had a fire. He was, apparently, he was kicking these flames, just spewing flames out, um, and he, he kind of, you know, had, came to his senses and asked the guy, told him to turn the, the gas off. But there was so much smoke that had come out of the fryer, it was really, really hard to see anything, and he wanted to know whether the flames were out of his stop, it stopped, you know, spewing out new flames. Anyway, so he goes, he, he drops to the ground, essentially, to look in there and check it out, and the fire was out. But the last thing he was kind of reminding me of, and I, you know, I don't see very many fires, and just, again, kind of the classic thing that smoke is up there pretty much, usually higher than the ground level. If you want to get the freshest air, the best view, get low. And I think of that because Christ essentially, he, he does that in our gospel today. He gets, he gets pretty low. But you know, before we even think about Christ kind of coming and putting out the spiritual fire of mankind, he's kind of like a fireman, so to speak. Why do we even have this fire in the first place? How did it get started? You know, one of the classic questions people ask is, if Adam and Eve, God knew they were going to, they were going to fall. Why did he put the tree there? Why did he put that fire hazard, whatever, flammable? How do you want to describe it? Why did he put that in the garden with them if he knew they were going to have a problem with that? Think about it this way. Again, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it's the one law that they have. The law, in a sense, is a wound. A wound being like an opening. You know, it's an opening between God and mankind that God can influence us through this law, and we, by how we react to the law can can share or break relationship with God. So it's important that there's this, this thing, and you know, you can think about it this way too. Uh, a law, this this wound, so to speak, this relationship between us and God, a wound is like a vulnerability. We've got lots of vulnerabilities. We have so many vulnerabilities as human beings, like in the physical level. It's amazing we're alive. Like, I don't think we would survive very long, most of us, just out there in the wild uh, without so many of our man-made defenses. You know, we're we're not very fast for ground animals. Most of them kind of get away, get away from us. Uh, we have a terrible job hiding. I mean, it's kind of almost laughable. Our, our, we, we're not very hairy. We can't really, you know, defend ourselves against the sun very well. It's pretty cold, and it's it's just all these different all these different vulnerabilities that we have. But what happens is because we have these vulnerabilities, and God has given us reason, we're able to transcend them. We essentially improve. We become the masters of these areas over all these things because we have to and because God gave us the means by which to adapt and overcome. And so we've done that, but in the spiritual level, it gives us this moral law about the tree, and that's not one we're supposed to just transcend. Actually, God, if we want whatever good comes from that tree, we got to wait. It's got to be that God transcends it to come to us. That's how the law was written. You know, and so, yes, we know that it broke the law. And we can say, well, but you know, this is going to happen. It's still so bad. But, but the, even though it brings death, it also, if you realize the whole, like, the law, it was just one law before. Now we've got a lot of law. 
And while it doesn't really enable us to live it perfectly, it does not, just having the law doesn't enable us to live it. It shows us all these different facets of how we could try where we are going wrong. So when Jesus comes, he shows us. And he gives us the power how to basically rise above these ways, how to adapt to these ways and to love other people and to grow in the likeness of God in all these manifold different ways. You know, Jesus Christ, it's interesting, he, uh, he comes, and I love scripture how it's written, how it says, the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Huh. Thanks, Spirit. You know, like, that doesn't seem like what I'd want to do, but, all right, so he's, all, he's always out there. You might ask, well, why is he out there for so long? I honestly, you know, I've heard this scripture so many times, I don't even think about it in terms of its length. I'm like, oh yeah, he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, he's God. I'm sure it was incredibly difficult. See, the thing is, Jesus doesn't have any spiritual weaknesses. He is everything we're supposed to be, called to be. He had to fast for 40 days, which would have been incredibly difficult, to allow himself to have a weakness. Some kind of bait for the devil to show up, because he went there to fight him. Jesus went there to beat the devil down. And so the devil comes in. His first thing is, you know what? The devil's pretty sly. He knows that this hunger that he's seeing we could just get Jesus to eat some bread right there. That would just, we'd just get rid of this need of Jesus that he's got. And maybe we could just, since we're not vulnerable anymore, you know, he's not able to really give us very clear direction past into the next temptation. You know, just, hey, even the stones are vulnerable to you, Jesus. If you're the Son of God, just snap your fingers, eat some bread. Christ's answer is really simple. I'm not going to do that because people need more than bread. I gotta teach them about more than simply bread. If I teach them just to, to eat bread and you know, if I rain manna from heaven, which we've already done, it's not enough. They've gotta have the word of God. They have to have love within them. So no, thank you. The devil comes back. All right. You know, you're being so vulnerable, Jesus. You're vulnerable to God's laws and all this. Well, God's vulnerable to you too. He's a big softy. Just throw yourself off the parapet. His angels come and rescue you. It'll be great. You know, uh, and Jesus says, basically, don't tempt the Lord. In other words, it's not for us to transcend these spiritual laws. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait for whatever God, the devil is really slow. Because then he changes direction and says, all right, you're vulnerable to your stomach. You're vulnerable to your God. How do you make yourself vulnerable to me? I'll be your friend. I'll give you a kingdom. Christ knows that. For us, he wants more than just for us to be his slaves. For us to be some little peons in his kingdom. He wants friends. So he's not going to serve the devil who only essentially wants to trap us. The devil has no wounds. He has no openness. He has no vulnerability. And he wants it as soon as you know, anybody agrees to go along with him, he just makes you into a little prison without any light. You know, I think one more little thing that's very telling about how the devil tempts Jesus. Over and over again he says, if you're the son of God, he didn't do that with Adam and Eve because, frankly, they, they weren't going to be convinced otherwise. They were just made by God. They knew they were sons and daughter, son and daughter of God. Jesus, though, is born amongst the mass. And we don't remember who we are. We don't even know who our spiritual father is enough of the time. And so he tries to see if this is a chink in Christ's armor. If you're the son of God, if you're the son of God. That's the deepest foundation of who we are as children of God. When we feel tempted, when we feel alone, feel isolated, feel... Whatever. We have to get low. But going to be thinking of yourself as a child of God is not too low. That's, or it's not like that's too above you. That's actually the very grounding of the truth. Jesus Christ has come. 
He wants to share all of himself with us. He wants us to grow in that relationship with us. He wants to be inside of us. He wants to give all of his blood that we might receive all of it because we need his medicine. We need this healing that is Jesus Christ who's come to show us not just that we have the law, not just that we have these wounds, but that with Christ we can give an answer. This has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine.